0: I'm not a spiritual person. I wasn't trying to be a psychic, wasn't trying to be a medium. I had started feeling people and seeing people in my house. Everybody's born with psychic abilities on some level. It's like, you know, you have that gut feeling. How many times you go, oh, I knew that was gonna happen. Or I had a feeling about that. That's your psychic intuition. We all end up in the same place. I don't see any religion on the other side. There's not really heaven and hell, but everybody's got different existences on the other side. I don't believe in contracts. That's gonna piss a lot of people off. Sometimes if we're still in a very heavy state of grief, I feel like messages can be missed Our loved ones may start giving messages, but if we're not ready to accept they've passed, we're not ready to accept the sign. And until we've accepted that they've passed, we're not going to see the sign because that's going to be a reality for us that they're really gone. All our loved ones truly are there and they will give the validations if you just open your eyes and just listen.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Diary of an Empath. So today I have a very special guest. She is somebody who touched me in a very special way and uh, someone who I wanted to bring to all of you. And I just want you guys to keep an open mind during this interview. My guest is Heidi Jaffe. She is also known as Heidi the Medium. And I had an amazing, amazing mediumship reading. And I remember, and we were kind of talking a little bit about uh, this before the show, That when I emailed you, it was really random because I actually kept coming back to your website for almost about a year. And I'm like, oh, do I book it? Do I not? And then you said you were full. I'm like, "Okay." Then six months later, something just told me, just reach out. I randomly sent you an email and you just so happened to have a spot open. And it must have, like we were saying, it must have been a cancellation. And I've been to a lot of mediums. I was telling you, I'm like the medium whore. And I've never really had like a profound Experience And my reading with you was just absolutely spot on. And I remember you telling me, like, don't tell me anything. You just say like, yes or no. So I know if I'm on the right track. And the things that came through not only during, but like some of the stuff that didn't exactly make sense that I wrote down and the clarification that I got later, even from my dad and from my mom was just like dumbfounding to me. So before anything, I want to know about you. So what piece of context do I need to know about your background to understand who I'm talking to right now?
0: So, you know, as as many mediums, you know, a lot of people feel stuff when they're younger, you know, and I did, but I, you know, I, I brushed a lot of it off. But the kind of quick jump to where it all really started was um, it all came back after my second son when I moved to Florida. And it's almost like I had to move out of Los Angeles to like get the space because once the the door's opened with this it was like there was no there was literally no return what happened was, is I started, it's such a weird story how I came Like I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not, I wasn't trying to be a psychic, wasn't trying to be a medium. I had no intention of it whatsoever. I mean, I always loved, you know, you know, ghosts and fun, you know, haunted things like anybody else, but it was not like, this is what I want to do with my life. When I realized that's what I was, I was like, well, that's pretty rad. So I wasn't, you know, upset about it, but I had started feeling people and seeing people in my house when my, my oldest son was like just a baby. And you know, you start thinking, it's like, is that my imagination? or is like stuff coming back when I was a kid, but I was like, I keep seeing the same people. Like, it's not changing. It's like, there's that guy with like the short brown hair with the mustache who stands out the window, like every goddamn day, like what the hell? And then I started hearing people going up and down the stairs and all this stuff. And then I started getting pictures um, of orbs and there's people's faces like genuine faces. And they're like, not like, Oh, you have to look real hard. Like I could get handed to anybody in this office and they'd be like, Oh my God, that's insane. So then I decided I was going to start taking pictures. And then I started getting all these amazing, um, pictures and of people and just crazy, crazy stuff. And then I was like, let me put out flashlights. Like I was just like, let me just see. And they started communicating through flashlights Totally serious. This is how it all
1: went on. I see it on ghost shows with the no. Flashlights. I know, but like, but like, I liked
0: watching ghost shows. I was Like, well, let me just try, and because I was just like, well, I'm home. I'm you know, I got a baby. It's like I have nothing else to do right now, and it actually worked. And my husband actually saw it happen, and it freaked him out. Like he saw a whole interaction happen that he was like, "You're freaking me out!" Like in a big way, because I was asking very specific questions with like you know three, you know three uh, bursts or like five, whatever. It was very specific. And they didn't want my husband anywhere near. They was basically like, I want to talk to her, get out. And so then there was that. And then somebody at one point goes, oh, and then I had pennies dropping all over the place. This was crazy. I'd be standing in my kitchen and a penny would literally go sliding across my, um, uh, like granite, like uh, Island and go flying off. And then there was another time that I was literally sitting at my dining room table and we had dining room chairs that had closed backs. Right. But out of nowhere, I'm in the house by myself I hear a drop and behind me is a penny and it's still shaking on the floor behind me. There's nowhere it could have come from. It wasn't like a, it was like a full leather seat. And I was like, oh my God, you know? And so there was like weird stuff like that. And somebody at some point goes, have you just meditated to see what they want? I was like, that's a really good idea. And so from then that's when it all just came. And I literally just closed my eyes one day and I just started getting very specific messages for very specific people. Now, one of the biggest things as a medium, you never ever go up to a stranger and just give them information ever. That is the most egotistical and dangerous thing to do because that's just trying to validate yourself, not thinking of how it's going to affect another person. Okay. Um, Just first and foremost, but because when I do show this, I was calling people, but I knew them. Mm -hmm. Like I knew them in some way. I had just moved to Florida and like they were acquaintances. And like one of the first ones, it'll be funny if she ever hears this, is I I saw this really like handsome uh, blonde guy, like surfer guy. And he showed me that his name was Joe. And he showed me a vision of a female that I know her name is Julia. And I was like, that's weird. And then he told me he had passed in an accident, you know, that he still really cared for her. And it was very, the messages were very short and kind of, you know, scattered at that point, but they were that specific from the beginning for me. I ended up calling her and I was like, Hey, um, did you happen to tell me about like an old boyfriend, like Joe or something? She was and she just got silent. And I was like, okay, I'm right. I was like, okay, Julia, don't freak out. I need to share something. She's like, how do you know about Joe? And I was like, He was in my house this morning and he came in, he told me your name and, and, you know, he told me he passed in this terrible accident and, you know, that he so cared for you, whatever it was. And so Joe was actually her boyfriend and he was killed in the, uh, Bali explosion. Uh, I think it was like 20 years ago or whatever. They had dated. And anyway, so he wanted to come and say hi to her. So this started happening to me literally daily, just people I knew that I would see their face And then I would hear the person's name and I would know if it was their mother, their father, whatever, even their dog, um, how they passed and what they wanted to to say. So that just kind of kept, that kept happening. And then I was like, well, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I was trying to figure out why, why are they coming to me? Like, I was like, why me? Like, I'm not so special. Like, I don't, you know, and then I realized as I was telling people things that, it had been a birthday or an anniversary had just passed of that person. And so I realized, I was like, I'm just the closest beacon. And I just happened to be connected to these people. And that's what was happening. Because then I'd find out, oh, that's so weird. They'd say, I just went to their uh, their grave last week to visit them because it was their birthday. Or that's so weird. The anniversary of their passing is like tomorrow. It was like stuff like that that was happening. And so then I just decided well, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm gonna be the best I can be at it
1: you know I heard murder victims like I was reading about murder victims oh what that was, that was weird
0: yeah that would thank you that that was really strange that, that the funniest thing happened I think it was Arkansas there was this there was this woman who came to my house. this was so bizarre I was in my house I was doing meditation all of a sudden I saw this blonde woman she was a bit of a bigger heavier set woman but still young like maybe in her 20s something like this and I saw, I think I'm pretty sure it was Arkansas. For some reason, I'm thinking Indiana, but I think it was Arkansas. She shows me she died on the side of the road in this like small town. And there was something about like drugs in her pocket, and there was concern if she'd been killed or if she had like overdosed or or whatnot. And I got her first name. And so then I ended up like Googling. I got just enough that I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, she actually exists. I had the audacity to call the police department in whatever small town it was. Oh God. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what I was in, thinking. Like, and I was and I was like scared to death and I was like, Heidi, you're insane. Mm-hmm. But I ha- I like, but it was still it was all still so new and I was like, I am I losing my mind? And so I call and I get the the detective on the case and he, it was the funniest thing. He's like, are you pulling my leg? How, how the hell, how the hell do you know this? Like, are you living around here and like looking around? Like he was just, and he was hysterical. And I was like, I'm telling you, I'm just a mom and I can do this weird stuff. And she was in my house and I know that this is how she passed and this was, what was in her pocket and this is what she was wearing on her wrist. And he's like, but nobody knows that. I was like, I know, it's so weird. And he's like, I'm going to find you on Facebook. You fi- And he's like, you're going to friend me right now. And I was like, I will. I'll go in right here. You'll see all my pictures, like me and my family. And we're like, we're on the boat. And it's like, you know, all this stuff. And so it turned out I was right about, you know, all of it and whatever. And so those sort of things happened uh, quite a bit as well. And then I kind of moved away from that. I kind of asked for that not to come around because I I got more curious about just wanting to expand the mediumship and help people. Now, what's interesting is the psychic came after. The mediumship came first. A lot of people study psychic and then they discover they're medium or they're not. Because the thing is, what, what some people don't know, everybody's born with psychic abilities on some level. It's like, you know, you have that gut feeling. How many times you go, oh, I knew that was gonna happen or I had a feeling about that. That's your psychic intuition, right? Mediumship, you're born with or you're not. You can learn it or train, sorry, you could train it if it's there, um, and learn to be, you know, to uh, define it and expand it. But if it's not, you know, you, you just can't. A lot of people, psychic comes first and they discover the mediumship. Mine was the opposite, which
1: I found out through time, I guess is not that common from what I understand. I don't have that. Like for me, medium when mediumship happens, it happens in like really random moments. And I always I can guess it. What's interesting about you, and just for context for everybody listening, and I, I don't know if you remember because you do so many readings, but um, one thing specifically, well, a couple of things, but when we were doing the reading for me, a couple of things that you said really stood out. One in particular was when my grandmother came through. It was my mom's mom. And instantly you told me she feels young and it feels medical and it feels quick. And what you didn't know is that my grandmother passed away at the age of like 42 from a heart attack. And you kept asking me, who's the M name? And at first I thought, oh, Mary, that's my mom's last name. But then when I was talking to my mom, she's like, Marlene was my mom's name.
0: I'll always get first names. I always get first or middle names. So with the psychic that happened at the same time, I got a vision of there was some floods in Colorado. It was the weirdest stuff that I was getting. I got a weird vision of some small town getting completely flooded in Colorado and it happened in the news the next day. That was when it was all very strange. And I was like, why am I getting such obscure stuff? But I could validate, Mm -hmm. you know, all of it. So anyway, so then I decided to, um, to do my best to get as you know, get trained and to get certified. I wanted to be tested. You know, I am straight and narrow. I have a lot of integrity in my work. Um, I truly want to be the, you know, the best that I can and as authentic as I can. And so like, I wanted everybody in the world to test me. So I know like, I'm not losing my mind, right? Like test me, put me, you know, in a, in a dark hole and put some random stranger on the other side and let me just go, you know? And, um, so that's kind of what happened. And then
1: I just, next thing I knew I had an office and now it's, been well over a decade and 15,000 readings later? I'm telling you, I've had a lot of readings done and there was just too many things that were just so precise and on point. And I would love to know from you too, because I think a lot of people ask these questions and we all have a natural affinity to want to know what happens when we pass, because we all know we come into this world and eventually we're going to leave. In your experience, not only talking to live humans and earthly humans, when When we pass, what happens? So what I have experienced, you know, and I'm learning every single day.
0: Every day I learn something new. Every reading I learn something new. And what I've noticed in general is first and foremost, we all end up in the same place. Here's the other one. I don't see any religion on the other side. People may come through occasionally to let me know if they were religious. That happens on occasion. And if somebody was religious, they still come in. People go, I can't believe he's coming in because he was so religious. I was like, well... Here's the kicker. There's no religion on their side. They're going to come through no matter what. There's no, like, they can't or they won't because, you know, this is against their religion. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I've never had somebody not come forward because of their religion. Not once. And I literally have done, like, at least 15,000 readings at this point. So uh, the other thing is is also, you know, first, there's not really heaven and hell, but everybody's got different existences on the other side, um, A lot of people keep doing what they used to do on the other side. Some people do new stuff. Some people continue on a life. I've seen all sorts of different things. Like yesterday, I had a woman come in who um, she lost her daughter. And I I said, you know, your daughter, and she was pretty young. Um, I think she was in her teens, 20s. Those look about the same to me. I can't remember exactly what it was. But here's the point. She passed in a car accident. And I said, you know, your daughter's showing me that she wants you to know she's going back to school to go into the medical field. And I was like, I don't know if that's something she mentioned or not. And she just started crying. And she said, before she passed, like, she had a little brother that was in the NICU. And she had said at the, they went to go get some food while, you know, while the child was being taken care of. And she said, I want to be a NICU nurse when I get older, because I want to do what they do. And, you know, so like, I'll see stuff like that. There's other people who like, you know, The guy, the the dad who just liked to putz around still just putzes around the house, like fixing stuff. And if there's nothing to fix, he breaks it. So there's something to fix, you know, um, some people like to, to travel all over the place. Um, I had one who, uh, lost a fiance and hers was the most unique I'd ever seen. She had told me that every time she closes her eyes, she can be someplace else. She's the only spirit I ever saw do that. Now everybody's had unique things, but I found that really fascinating, you know, that it's really can be that simple. You close your eyes, you know, I'm at my childhood home, close my eyes. I'm in freaking Italy, wherever, you know, and, you know, we all have, you know, healing on the other side. And the other thing is, you know, we all end up with our loved ones on the other side. And that is not just my opinion. That is something that I truly know at this point from the amount of work I've done, because I've done this job long enough that my own clients have passed and come through in readings unbeknownst to me, because as you know, no one's allowed to give me any information or no last names, nothing. So I don't know who's sitting on my couch when they come in or who I pick up the phone and talk to. And there now people are stopping me after and pretty much I'll say, Hey, can I tell you something? And, you know, I always say, you know, after the reading and they're telling me like, you know, you just brought my sister through. Uh, She was a client of yours. And you just said, she's with every single person you told her she would be with when you did her reading a few years ago. And that's happening a lot, whether it's someone's dad or their brother. Um, I had a very interesting one where I had a group come in and a a husband from one of them came through and he said, I should have listened. And because I saw his health, you know, because people will acknowledge if it was their fault that they passed, if they didn't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. There's another thing. I don't believe in contracts. That's gonna mm. piss a lot of people off. I'm interested to hear. I about know. That. I've, I've, so I know totally I get a little, you don't wanna get me on a roll too much. Um, because I've seen too many different things. Now, there may be in some way, but I don't think it's that black and white. Okay. But but this was interesting because I don't remember the group. You know, I remember their faces, but I don't remember who was really there. It's it it the interesting thing about my job is I forget the readings immediately. Like if you ask me who I read yesterday, I literally can't tell you and I can't tell you what I said to them. I'm I'm a thousand percent po- present. And then the second it's over, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But I had a gentleman, a husband come forward. He said, I should have listened. And I said, and he said, because my health, like I should have been there. I should have been here longer, but I didn't take care of my heart. And so then the woman stopped me a little bit later. And uh, she, she, um, she had said, you know, you've met him before. And I said, I'm sorry. She was, he was in our last reading. Her husband was in like with the group. Mm cause you know, I do groups and stuff. He was there, she was, he was there. And his mom came through and said, you better take care of your heart. He didn't listen. And then he came through to tell his wife,
1: I should have listened. Side note, did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a professional tarot reader? It's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a tool to connect with your guides and your higher self to help you in certain areas of your life. Tarot genuinely changed my life, and it can potentially change yours too. Click on the link in this podcast for more info. Okay, back to the podcast. So when you're doing these readings... How do you protect yourself from like all of this energy? Because I know there's a lot of people that are – who don't have psychic, well, we all have psychic abilities, but Sure. who don't have mediumship capabilities and they're just, you know, working a nine to five job, or maybe they're dealing with people in their lives. And we have a hard time protecting our energy. I think mm-hmm. sometimes, especially if you're highly empathic, how do you go about not like, even right now, we have other people in this room. How are you, how do you focus so much to where you can drown out the energy? How does that work for you?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, so I literally close down when I'm done with work. Um, I people don't believe that I actually don't pick up anything when I'm not at work. Like I'm not reading you or him. Mm -hmm. The honest truth. I'm so exhausted from my day every day. It's the last thing I'd want to do. And here there's so many layers. One, I would never invade somebody's privacy first and foremost. Second, I'm so exhausted. It's the last thing I want to do. Um, and, and, you know, and third, I've gotten so good at just compartmentalizing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, basically, you know, I could simply say I open up kind of like a Lotus flower when I, you know, start my day. And then I close it down the second I, um, uh, finish my day. And the other thing, you know, is what, what is interesting that people don't realize for me, when people meet me, some people get freaked out, you know, people have all sorts of different reactions. You know, sometimes I lie and I just say I'm a grief counselor and that shuts everybody up. Nobody wants to know about that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get my wine and walk away. Um, but what's funny to me is when people like get nervous that I'm reading them in my mind, I was like, God, you're so narcissistic to think that I actually want to do that when I'm not at my job. Do you know what I mean? So that's the irony of something that people um, don't realize. But I really just, it's all visualization. Um, but, I've, oh, but for me, I've always been very good at compartmentalizing, even as a child with anything traumatic or whatnot. of just learning where to put, like, put things in their boxes. And when I put them away, they're just away and I focus
1: on something else. So you said no no contracts. And I've always been someone to believe that maybe we do have lives with other people. I wouldn't necessarily call it contracts, but w- what do you feel about past lives and, and contracts and why we come into these lives? Is there karma? Does it exist? I'm
0: still trying to figure that out. Okay. You know, um, now when I say no contracts, I, I don't necessarily think that that's not the case. I just don't think that's the blanket. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Cause I do think there is like I had somebody come forward today who passed from suicide and like, she was going to pass early in this life, no matter what. And then I knew her soul knew that. And, you know, a lot of times when I see people who pass young or pass in a certain way, I can tell if it was meant to be or not. And when I do, I'll look at someone, I go, I bet they'd said they were going to pass young or they were going to pass in a car. So they're like, yeah. And I was like, I know I can see it. But then there's far more that I see this person wasn't supposed to pass when they were supposed to uh, pass when they were supposed to. They passed too soon. And some people I feel live past their expiration date where like I even had somebody come in. Um, I did a reading for and uh, we were talking about uh, her mom and it was like March or something. And because she said, you know, I want to ask about my mom. And I said, your mom, she was supposed to die in November but something happened. I was like, she's living past her expiration date. She goes, oh my God, we had this whole episode. She had like this heart attack, this whole thing. Everyone's like, she's going. And then she just bounced back. Mm -hmm. And she lived for another like eight months or, you know, whatever it is. Um, So I think there's a lot of free will because look, people drink themselves to death. I don't think that's their path. Mm -hmm. You know, also people get their lives together. I mean, there's so many different things. And also when you put say contracts, and I hate to use something extreme, but I have to, just to make a point, so you're so if everybody's got a contract, so those poor little kids who get shot by a school shooter, that was their contract, mm-hmm. D- do you know what I'm saying you can't you can't just make it convenient like people do with you know can do with religion as well like oh, it works for me here, but it doesn't work for me over here, so I'm just going to change it and I feel like that happens to the contracts as well so you know it's not that I don't think they exist I, you know it was probably a little too extreme I just don't really believe that's a case because I see too many people pass before they were supposed to, or they made choices, or things happen
1: to them. You know, uh, that's out of their their control. Do we do we have past lives? Do you feel like and and do they come up for you? Have you ever seen it to where somebody talks about their past lives?
0: No, I mean I believe in past lives. Um, I'll jump into them occasionally. The only thing I don't like about going into past lives is there's no way to truly validate it. Now sometimes when I go into stuff people go oh that is so weird. I always have an I've always had an affinity for this or that place or whatever. I really like fact which is why I like mediumship and psychic because you can validate it. Like you know your, you know, grandma's name is, you know, you know Marilyn or whatever. Um, you know, if your dad died of a heart attack, you know, you've got a dog named Roxy on the other side. Like that's fact. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a maybe. Past lives. It's like, how do you validate that? Mm-hmm. And so, unless somebody has had a feeling, which can be a nice validation, I kind of stay away from it and stay more with loved ones um, and even spirit guides. Sometimes, um, what is nice about spirit guides most of the time they can't be validated, but there have been plenty of times where I've been able to. Tell people the guides around them and they're like, oh my God, those are the same ones I see in my meditation. I'm
1: like, yes, mm. awesome. You know? So we're seeing the same thing. So tell me about spirit guides. Let's get into that because I they fascinate me. Yes, they fascinate me. I feel okay, here's my take on it. I don't see them. I don't hear words. Um, I hear vibrations a lot. And when I do readings, I feel a lot of energy. And, and energy feels very different for me depending on who I'm reading. Sometimes it's like I feel it more on my crown chakra, I feel more bubbles. Sometimes I feel heat. It's really weird how it happens for me. So I feel like whenever I'm reading somebody who is a a healer, a light worker, highly empathic, highly psychic, the energy comes through heavier for me. And so my theory is that maybe they have more guides or they have maybe a larger spiritual team. What do you think about that? And what is your take on spirit guides?
0: Spirit guides. I feel like we always have a few around us. Um, it's just a matter of tapping into them. Uh, what I do tell people is that they do do work with spirit guides um, to, to remind them they all don't look like Gandalf. Not everybody's 150 years old in a white robe and a big, you know um, beard and whatnot. But it's
1: funny because people I just do, got that right. <laughs> Late to the game. Yeah,
0: it's okay. But they will help us. And and it's interesting is when I do go into guides with people, it ends up being very relevant. And they're all so different. You know, some people I'll see they have a health guide. And that can be, you know, a tall African-American man, in, you know, who passed in his 60s that was a doctor. You could have, you know, a a child guide that's more for your playfulness. Um Or, you know, I had somebody come through that was genuinely a teacher and it turned out the person wanted to be a teacher and it was like they had a teacher mentor, you know, and every once in a while I'll see an animal. It's very rare, but occasionally I'll see an animal as a spirit animal and I'll get spirit animals for people sometimes. I've never looked a single one up. I just trust what I, Mm -hmm. what I get. And people always tell me it makes sense. I got a rhino for somebody once in the email. I'm like, it made sense. I was like, that is badass. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) I thought I lost my mind on that one, but. I always tell people it's always the craziest stuff I say that ends up, you know, making the most sense, but they're around. But I know that, you know, there's one or two that'll stay with you uh, forever. Uh, And then there's other ones that'll cycle through that can be there for a anywhere from a few months to a few years, depending on on what you need. It's just a matter of tapping into them. And from my understanding, it's never somebody you actually knew. And I know spirit guides can be tricky for people because they're hard to validate, you know, because it's not like your loved one, you know, you know, coming through, Uh, but they're, they're there to help and to to kind of channel yourself
1: when you need help in those, those areas is my understanding. So how do we tap into that? Because a lot of my clients that listen and who come to me they want to get in touch with their spirit guides they so like you I'm the same way like I want validation and that's what I loved about my reading with you is I am looking for I have effect. that cli- yeah I have that clinical mindset and then I also have the very spiritual mindset but I want that validation and so when I remember when I first started having my spiritual awakening I'm like appear before me I want to see you I want to know yeah. your name and it just doesn't work like that for me so how do people tap into connecting more with their guides, connecting more with their spirituality? Where do they start with that?
0: Meditation is really key to everything. Now I don't meditate at all anymore. um, Just because I mean, I'll have a little one in the morning, but it's just, I've been doing this for so long. It's like brushing my teeth, you know? Um, But being consistent with meditation is really, really helpful. And that's what I did for a long time. You know, maybe it was like three times a week for 20 minutes or whatever. You don't need to go crazy with it. You know, I've had students come in who are like, I meditate three hours every day. I'm like, why would you do that? That's a waste of your day. Mm -hmm. You're not going to accomplish anything with that, you know, but making time for, you know, your loved ones or guides or, you know, your higher self and being consistent with it. It's like, if you can do, you know, every Monday morning at 8am, you try to stay consistent with that because you're building energy in that space and you do ask them to come forward. And, you know, I always tell people, trust your first gut feeling. And the other thing is if if you keep seeing the same person over and over again, and they can come in all shapes and forms, you know, men, women, old, young, every nationality, every religion, whatnot. If you can't change how they look, that's a real guide. If you can me- mess with them and like, you know, put a hat on them, turn them purple, you know, make them older, make them younger, That's when your that's your imagination and your ego getting in there. Okay. And so you have to wash that out. and. The, the thing to understand is when we get in the meditations, there's no right or wrong way to do it. My best ones are actually running. And I would put the same playlist on over and over again, because then it wouldn't distract me, but it got me in a different space. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, some people need to do a guided meditation. Some people need to be quiet, you know, music. There's no wrong way. It's whatever works for you. And just to know that your, your mind will never be completely quiet. So if you have something come in, let it come in for a second let it go. It's literally just about being patient, asking them to come forward. And they will. And then I always tell people, trust the first name you get. It's going to be correct. You know, the problem is everybody second guesses themselves. And the other thing is it takes time. We are such in a world of immediate gratification. And the reason why there's not a lot of good psychic mediums out there, because everybody wants everything overnight. Okay, I meditated three times. Why am I not a famous medium? Like everyone's <laughs> got the wrong it, it, like intentions and not approaching it. It's a, It's a lot of work and it's dedication. And when you do that and you're You're patient. That's when it comes. I always tell people the biggest things happen in the quietest of times. Mm -hmm. Like if you do a meditation for three months and nothing happens, wait, it will get there. That's when they're trying to weed you out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and then all of a sudden you'll have that breakthrough. Now, that being said, not everybody can connect spiritually that way. That's just the truth. Some people just aren't, aren't built to be able to uh, to get there that I've seen. Cause I've seen people, some people have tried for years and I think maybe some people just don't have that affinity to be able to connect with guides quite honestly, just like I would love to do certain sports, you know, but
1: I'm never going to be able to do them. Even though most people would be able to do them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so it's interesting for me because so I always have like this inner knowing and that's that's the best way I can explain it. There are just things that I, I can't explain. I know when something's off. I know when something's about to happen and it's always 10 times out of 10. I know right before something happens and then it happens. I'm like, damn, I was actually right. It took me a long time to actually see the patterns and trust my intuition when that was happening. But I will admit that I'm one of those people I have a really hard time slowing down. It is part of, I think, my trauma that I just stay busy and I'm constantly doing stuff. And even though I teach these things, you know, I have the hardest time sitting down and being like, okay, I'm going to meditate or, okay, I'm going to read for 15 minutes. It's always go, 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 go for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am
0: too. I never stop. (laughs) <laughs> I drive my family it's crazy hard. like I can't just sit at home for the day they're like mom go out shopping do whatever you know well, we were
1: talking before how yeah. you know your your wait list was like astronomical and yeah, you know you, it sounds like you're finally starting to slow down how how is that for you and what made you come to that point where you're like I have to I got to slow down I just having a lot of physical issues
0: you know just not I, I just was not f- just I, literally just kind of hitting a mental breakdown and a physical breakdown. I just felt like my body was off all the time. Like I'm just getting too spread thin. Like I'm getting too overworked, you know, and that's the people pleasing side of me. And then that's my fault. I don't blame anybody for it, you know, but I don't want to let anybody down. So it's like, I overwork. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do that one. And, you know, and, um, which is a great thing, but it also can drain you. And over this last couple of years, I was like, I've got to change something. And, um, I was having, uh, some physical issues and I I went to see a doctor and he was looking at my blood work and whatever. And he looks at me, he goes, I don't know what your job is. He's like, but it is killing you. He's like, your blood work is like off the charts. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So last summer I put into motion that I was like, I'm not booking anybody past May. And I'm going to take the summer off and I'm going to make my list for, you know, later in the year, I'm not going anywhere, but I'm not going to let myself get booked like this anymore. I can't, I can't do it. I can't sustain this for over a decade of my whole life being booked over a year in advance and letting this wait list get to hundreds and hundreds of people. It's, it's just too much. So, you know, it's a hard balance. I still haven't figured it out. You know, I'm hoping to figure it out this summer and because I love my job and I, I want to do well. And we all, and I think we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to manage. I don't think mine's any different. It's just like you are and. The
1: person next door, like we're all yeah, I think trying to figure it out boundaries even for myself has been the biggest challenge, but I know for a fact that I'm very similar to you like I'm to the point where I have to create some space, you know if that means that I have to take a break from doing readings, if I have to take a break from you know if I have to bulk record a podcast and that's what I'll do. I haven't gotten to the point where I've like literally just took a break from everything because there's a really big part of my inner being that just wants to take a break from social media that wants to completely go off the grid for like a month and do more retreats and do things that are calming my soul. And I keep getting messages. And one, one thing that actually makes me think about when I did my reading with you, you told me your grandfather's constantly sending you messages, and I knew it right away because I'm constantly, constantly getting um, synchronicities, and it's not just like once a day, twice a day. It is like 40 times a day sometimes. Do you ever get those synchronicities? And for others that are saying like, you know, that resonates, I feel like I'm seeing patterns or I'm seeing birds. What? How does that work with our, our loved ones? Right.
0: So our loved ones, it, it's very interesting some people give a lot of signs. Some people don't. And I can tell, and I can validate before they've been saying it. I'll be like, you never get messages from your mom. They're like, I know I don't, you know, and then I'll see somebody you know, me like your grandfather. Wow. You get like tons and I could probably name 10 of them. And I would be right about all of them. Like I can tell who communicates and who doesn't. And there, I don't understand why some people don't. I think they just don't. It doesn't mean they don't love you. Well, um, there's a few reasons. One Some people I don't think communicate a lot. Um, The other thing is, sometimes if we're still in a very heavy state of grief, I feel like messages can be missed because the thing is, our loved ones may start giving messages, but if we're not ready to accept they've passed, we're not ready to accept the sign. And until we've accepted that they've passed, we're not going to see the sign because that's going to be a reality for us that they're really gone. And I see a lot of people, you know, run into that as anybody would because, you know, you're in a state of grief you know? Um, And I've seen so many thousands of signs. It's crazy. Like there's a lot of common ones. You know, a lot of people, you know, see cardinals or butterflies, you know, pennies, you know, all sorts of stuff. I've had them come through as uh, little black rocks. I once had a gentleman, uh, his dad, (laughs) I think I'm crazy when I say this, but it's true. He said he would leave a receipt from a place his son had never been in front of his door. He emailed me two days later, freaking out he's like and he had took her she's like oh my god he's like i thought you were insane and even i was like are you serious you know and there's like silly stuff like that there had all these little ducks come forward for this woman it was so random i was like i couldn't remember it was her mom or dad but it was a parent of some sort and i was like i see all these little ducks and i was like i don't know what that's about and she was i have no idea what you're talking about i was like did you grow up on like some lake where there's tons of ducks or did somebody I don't know, go hunting for ducks. I was like trying to think, I'm like, what? This place charades. What, what could this be? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, just hold on to the freaking ducks. I was like, maybe it's a duck spirit. I don't know. I don't know. Go look up a duck spirit. Maybe that's it. She emailed me the next day. She had actually taken her son to go mini golfing the next, that sorry, that that night. And he, they're walking the street and he said, mom, I want to go in the store. She turns the corner. It's a whole store full of rubber ducks. Oh, you know, like it was a like, sign. So, you know, they're, like, I know you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I seeing all these little ducks? You know, and so- I've seen crazy stuff like that
1: as well. Um, I have to give you some feedback. So during the reading, you brought up your grandfather, you have to tell your dad. This This was a message from my dad. And mind you, I just kind of reconnected with my dad. Mm -hmm. We have not had a relationship the majority of my life. You said you have to tell him about the penny or the pennies. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'll just write it down. So I called my dad and I said, listen, I had this reading. um, Stay open-minded. I just want to let you know that I was told to tell you about the pennies. He's like, oh my God, I got to tell you. Okay. So he started collecting pennies and the reason why he started doing that is because his friend told him that some are, mon- you can monetize them. Some are worth some money. He's like, there's this one penny that I put to the side, and you kept saying, you need to tell him about the penny. So my dad goes and looks at it. It had his birthday on it. He goes and looks up this penny, it's worth about 10 grand. Oh, wow. Yes. So I thought that was very interesting. And my my dad said, he's like, I keep seeing pennies. And so I started collecting them. And now I'm trying to see if they're worth money. So I found that little things like that, just knowing that those signs are there, knowing that our loved ones are there, that was such like a big validation for me because my grandfather was just such an amazing man. And you know I have a lot of regrets because I wish I was a shitty teenager. And I wish that I would have gotten to know him more and valued him for the man that he was and I felt so bad that no one really valued him the way that he deserved to and so that that reading just brought so much validation to know like I need you to know like I need my grandfather to know that he was valued and like I value him and I'm trying to honor him now um and I feel like he's around Uh, do you feel like loved ones stick around what and you know that actually makes me think of ghosts do people linger? Do is there people that don't pass on?
0: Well, as far as in readings, you know, everybody who comes into my office, you know, has passed. Um, you know, and I can have up to fifteen people for one person in a reading. You know, and they'll all get them all lined up. You know, and um, I, I do think there are some that may not pass, but it's, it's, it's a tricky thing because, like the, everybody who comes for in a reading, like they're all passed over, but they will linger around the house. Um, literally today a woman's son came forward and he started naming all this stuff in her office. And I was like, oh, there's the, the painting he did for, he did for you. And she goes, that's hanging in my office. And I go, and there's a pair of scissors in front of you, right? She goes, yeah, I'm in my office and they're on the desk. And he started showing me all this stuff and nope, it's not the items that are important. It's that they're there. Like they can come and they, they hang out. Um, I had, um, a child come through making fun of her mom because she's got night lights all over the house, like in every single socket, like it's like to a ridiculous amount, like it's, it's lit up like a, you know, a sky. And so they'll bring forward these funny little, you know, validations, but it's not that they're stuck. It's that they, they can kind of be in both places at the same time. Now I do think some souls, you know, do get stuck or there's like residual energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I would say majority of people all,
1: truly pass over. So what about people who were living who were really shitty people? Because I'm curious oh, because a some, lot of those come through in readings. Do they do they have epiphanies and what happens? Because there some are really crappy people. Yes. You know?
0: So everybody comes through the way they were. And I warn people of that. So if they're nice, they come in nice. If they're a jerk, they come in as a jerk, you know, and everywhere in between. Majority of my readings are people coming through to apologize for abusing people for being an alcoholic and beating them. Uh, you know, I mean, all sorts of heavy stuff. You know, I get a a ridiculous amount of suicides and, you know, um, and and whatnot. But the people who are bad, uh, they don't magically change, but they grow. There's been some people who've come forward where I'm like, man, your mom was freaking nasty. She would never apologize for anything. She's still not apologizing because she's like my way or the highway. And, you know, the the client's like, yep, that's my mom. Wow. But then, because I don't remember people's readings, but then there's times where I may read that person two or three more times. And all of a sudden I was like, your nasty mom wants to apologize. But I don't even remember meeting their mom. And they're like, oh, that's awesome, you know. Um, I can see people when they want to apologize through gritted teeth. And now some people, I see that they did a lot of work. They'll show me, I totally bailed on you as a child. You know, I, I left you and I left your mom. And, you know, I was doing drugs whenever, whatever. And I want to sincerely apologize. And I want to extend a volley branch and I want to make things right. So I see it run across the gamut. And it's always been correct, knock on wood so far, <laughs> you know. But they 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 do grow, you know, but when they're nasty, they're still nasty. People don't magically change. So I warn people, you know, when I'm getting information from people, be careful of where it's coming from, you know? So that's why I'll look into things psychically for them as well, as well, because like, you know, I can have opinions from four different people in the room, which will all be very different. I was like, this is what your mom would say about this. This is what your brother would say. This is what your dad would say. And I was like, and this is what I see psychically. And so if I put those together, this is what I feel, but this is what their opinions, but they always end up laughing. Like, that's so funny. That's exactly how they would be. Like, your mom would be gung ho and your dad would be like, no way in hell, you know? And so there's that wisdom and growing, but they're still the same
1: people. Interesting. So it's almost like there's like, is there, so is there like a a, a choice that they have even on the other side? Because we are, we have free will is, I guess, I don't know. I don't even know how I want to ask this, but do do we grow at all? Do we have opportunities to grow as souls? And do some just choose not to?
0: Yeah, no, I think everybody does. I think it just takes time. You know, I envision the best way I could kind of put it is, it's almost like if we all went to like a giant office building like this, right? But everybody goes to a different floor. It's like, okay, everybody who had a horrible illness, you know, you guys go to 5F, you know, anybody who passed in suicide, you guys go to 3E, you know, and so on. Everybody who like just had an awesome, great life, no regrets. You guys go straight up to 10 G you guys will get going, whatever you want to do on the other side. And so I feel like there's like these levels of healing and some heal very quickly and some, uh, and some just like take a while. Like I do see some people resolve very quickly when they, they pass over and some, I can tell, like it took them a little bit, but once they're in the room, they're fine. They're just, let me know where they were when they pass. Cause they'll let me know what the hell am I doing on the other side? You know, or they'll be like, oh, thank God, I was trying to die for like the whole week. You know, and they'll laugh. They'll be like, oh, my God, she did. Because every day she would, you know, grandma would be like, okay, I love you all. I'll see you later. And then she'd wake up and be like, damn it. All right, this is the night I'm leaving, guys. You know, and then she'd wake up again, you know.
1: I have a weird question. So do you believe, I'm going to ask you like some conspiracy UFO stuff. Do you oh, believe gosh. that, <laughs> do you believe in aliens? Do you believe that we've had other lives on different planets? Is it like a conscious collective? Oh, wow. I've
0: never been asked that.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. Have you ever had any experiences with that? And I don't think it's crazy, by the way. No, I, I'll I, give you my opinion, but I want to hear yeah, yours. Yeah, no, I'd love
0: to hear your opinion. Um, I do believe there's other life. I think it's really egotistical to think that we're the only things yes. in the entire universe. I mean, for the love of God, seriously. Yes. Now, what that is, I don't know, you know and I don't pretend to know. Um, as far as past lives on another planet, that's really interesting. I have no idea. I really don't. I don't know what I think about that. I, I mean, I think anything is possible.
1: Yeah, I th- okay, so just like you, I think it's egotistical not to think that there's trillions and trillions of planets in the galaxy. There's trillions and trillions of galaxies in the I mean, there's just it's an astronomical amount just statistically there has to be other life on in the universe. And I do think that we're all consciously connected in some way. So I do think that it's possible that if we've had lives on, you know, on Earth, that we may have also had lives on other planets. I think some of us are more evolved. And I almost wonder if some of us that are just naturally more evolved, more awakened, however you want to call it, I think we have had different lives on other places.
0: It's entirely possible. I mean, I know people have past lives. I mean, there's way too much evidence. Like people who deny it, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get like the four year old who can play Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Or people or small children who are giving details about a person from however long ago that there's no way they would know. Mm -hmm. You know, there's also the other side that I feel like, you know, just like somebody may have an insane fear of heights, but yet nothing has ever happened to them in their life. You know, and I think these are the kind of things that will carry from a past life. I also do see sometimes in readings with certain people, if they've carried something from another life, if they were born with something. Mm -hmm you know, like say someone who may have taken their life. There's so many different reasons. I've seen thousands and no two have ever been alike. And there's been the occasional where I'm like, your child was like this from the get-go. It was always there. And they're like, yeah, it was, you know, some are when they're a teenager, some it happened, you know, the depression happened, you know, uh, because of a breakup or a divorce or a financial thing or whatever. But some, there's the occasional few, not many, but just enough that I, See that, like some came in, it's like they didn't get to finish what they did in the last life, and they may have come in with too much of the sadness from another life, but they don't know why. Because the, a lot of the time, these are kids who grew up in great families, and there's no explanation as to why this would be, but it was always there. Do you know what I mean? So, that's another level of kind of past lives mm-hmm. that I've seen. And it's a little bit on the dark side, but just looking at all the angles, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I do believe it, but from another planet, I have no reason to say that it's not possible.
1: As a therapist, like when I hear those things, I I love it because I sometimes have had no explanation of why someone is the way that they they've grown they have no trauma, they have grown up in an environment that was healthy and safe, but yet they still have all of these things. Sometimes it's chemical imbalances, but sure. I wholeheartedly believe that we carry karma or things from our past lives into our lives now. Um, how do you feel about the law of attraction? Because you know we that's a big thing right now, and I am glad that people are getting like really into you know vibration and spirituality, do you feel like the law of attraction exists? And what I mean by that is a lot of people say that we have frequencies, we have vibrations, and that vibration is what we'll attract more of. So for example, you know, if I'm thinking about debt all the time, I'm going to attract more debt instead of being more in a money mindset, then I'll attract more money. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't feel like it's a black and white answer. I do believe we do attract certain things. But you just can't say that's the case, that there's too much free will and randomness in the world, you know? Um, I don't know if I'd say if I'm worried about debt, I'll attract more debt necessarily. But there is a mindset of manifesting things where you make yourself more susceptible to certain things. You know, it's like if I'm a drug addict, I'm going to attract a lot of drug addicts and all my friends will be drug addicts. If I'm not, I'm not going to have any friends that
1: are drug addicts because that's what I'm putting out there, right? Just a stupid example. Well, I'm but trying to I, attract a boyfriend and right. I have... <laughs> Are you, even, you did say, though, you said it's not you. You've met a lot of assholes. And I'm like, well, that's good to know. <laughs> well,
0: so. you know, but sometimes it is somebody. I can see if they're hanging on to an old relationship or like, you know, I have one client. She keeps being so mean to everybody. And they, they keep coming. I was like, if you don't stop being mean to everybody, you're never going to have a relationship. I, like, I know I can't stop. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do about it? So I, I, I do believe in it. I, I just don't know if I f- feel – I don't know if it's that extreme and that just straight and narrow, like I'm just going to, you know, if I'm thinking about debt, it's just going to be debt. I think you can make yourself more susceptible to things, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of gray area there. Mm-hmm. I do believe it, but I wouldn't say like, I think that's everything in the end. all be all, okay. you know, because I think some things just happen and people aren't trying to manifest it at all. And it just happens to them, whether good or bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe in manifestation, but just – that's such a – how I feel like it's a good point. I don't feel like it's black and white. I think that we just don't know. There's just so much beyond what our brains can conceptualize, even the most woke person and the most connected person. I think we just – really don't really have an understanding of how much is out there i would love to of course everybody wants to know like what's the purpose of my life or what's the purpose of you know being human i don't even know how to answer that question but if you were to try what what would you say
0: so what's funny about that is every reading not every reading but a fair amount of readings hands down literally in the last two minutes of a reading someone goes so what's my purpose and i'm like so in 60 seconds (laughs) let's cover that you know it's every, every time um to me, I, one thing I've learned is first and foremost, our purpose is just to freaking field all the crap that is thrown at us every single day and to manage all the relationships and, and our life. It's not, I feel like what it comes down to is there's so much in our life. We have to find passion. I think people confuse passion and purpose and they get caught up. And, and, and the thing is in the United States, we live so differently mm-hmm we live in such this bubble where it's like, if you're not doing everything on the planet and being a stellar star at it, then you're a failure. And so like, you have no purpose and you have no, you know, cause people like, I'll see, they have these great lives. Like, but I need more purpose. And it's like, why does everybody need to have more, 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 more? Yeah. Like, why can't we just be happy that like, you have a family, you have a job, you have an awesome dog, you know, like, you know, um, and I always tell people who feel like, you know, I, I, I need more purpose. It's like, well, then manifest it, go out and do something. The thing that I see that people do, and it really frustrates me, everybody wants their life to show up on their front doorstep with their Amazon boxes.
1: They do. Instant gratification. You know,
0: and it's like, but nobody wants to do the work to put it out there or to discover it. And now that's not everybody. I'm just saying, I just see that um, a lot. And, you know, and now sometimes we do find purpose. Like, you know, I feel like my purpose is my, my work and yours is, and, you know, we're fortunate that way. But it doesn't, purpose doesn't always have to be something dramatic like this. It, you know, purpose can be as simple as like the person you help every single day, you know, get groceries or I don't know the bird you feed in your backyard. I just feel like it always gets put as this big giant thing that we have to have that. And I just I don't think life is about that so much. And a lot of the times when I see, you know, people retired or their kids move out, they're like, well, I don't have a purpose now because, you know, their whole lives were their career or being a mom and a wife. And that can be really unnerving because it becomes your identity. You can't help it. It just, it happens. You know, I'm not sure what I'll do when my, my kids leave. And then I'm, you know, just at home, like, well, what do I do with myself? You know? So that, that's normal. But I realized when people like, I need a purpose, I was like, no, but you, but you've been living your purpose. What you need is a passion. And the thing is, when we get caught up in trying to be the person that we're supposed to be, or trying to be with our career or in a relationship, we don't really do anything for ourselves. And we, we don't have any personal passions anymore. And I find when we have a passion, then we feel like we have a purpose. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say.
1: I feel like we can end with that. But, you know, here's my question to you and, and my last question that I would love to to hear your thoughts on this. Out of all of the readings that you've done, the connection that you have with people's past loved ones, what have you learned during this process? That's a big question. Um,
0: that's a hard, it's, that's a big, I'm kind of sure, I'm not sure which way to, like, I've learned so much. Um well, one, you know, first that obviously we exist on the other side, you know, and that we do heal, um, but also not everything is set in stone. Like that's why I feel like with the 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 contract, and if I can just give a quick ex- example, um, which I this one always used to make me cry because I, I I do a lot of health readings now, and I didn't. It's like something that grew over the years that I've just gotten good at, and that's just from practice or whatnot, but. Um, this is relevant to your, to your question is there was a woman I did a reading for and I told her, her daughter seemed like she, things were crazy around her and it was all emotional and physical. And I said, there's something wrong in her lower abdomen. And I was like, and her hormones are really off. Like she, there's something off and she's gonna, she's not going to be in her, with her husband anymore if she doesn't take care of it. Anyway, um, fast forward, uh, six months, I do a reading and this, this I do you know I pick up the phone and there's a girl and she said can you look into my health and I said yeah and I was like oh uh it looks like you know you had some surgery um so there must have been some cancer or you know something like that and um she said you know I'm and I said a few more things whatever and she said I need to stop you and I said what she was the only reason I want to have a reading with you is to say thank you and I said what? She goes, you did a reading for my mom six months ago. And she goes, I went to the doctor and they found ovarian cancer and said, I was going to die within a year if it hadn't been removed and nobody knew it was there. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I just want to say, thank you. You saved my life. And like, it so makes me teary. Um, so I've had a lot of that happen since then, but that came from like her mom. And the thing is, but the, the point is, is that our loved ones still communicate and share and try to help us from the other side. Like, it's real. Like, you can't deny that. Like, that's a fact. Probably even still have, you know, emails to, you know, I always save emails from stuff. If somebody challenged me, I'm like, there's the email. Didn't make that up. <laughs> you know, but that's one thing I've learned that they are still there to, to help us along the way or to let us know what's coming to give us warnings to, you know, to help us. Um, and, and you know, and that we always have a choice. You know, I see people's forks in the road. I'm like, hey, you've got a window here. You take it or you don't. You know, it's not all set in stone. You know, you always have the ability to change things. I'm always very optimistic with people. And I'm like, hey, this is where it's going. It doesn't have to if you change it. It's the only reason this happens is if you keep allowing that. And I think people really need to, to know that because I think a lot of people get stuck, well, this is just the way it is. You know, I can't do anything about it. It's like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Now, not everything you can. Like, you know, if you have to care for an elderly, you know, uh, relative or whatnot, you're going to have to do that until they they pass. So sometimes we're stuck in, you know, situations, obviously. But you know we always have a choice and that also that all our loved ones truly are there and they will give the validations if you just open your eyes and just listen
1: and feel just for a second like it's right there in front of your face i love that um heidi Thank you so much, not only for coming on the show, but just for giving me a new perspective and motivation on the pod. And by the way, you did say I was gonna be doing some kind of second podcast in a few years. So we'll see what happens with that. But I just wanna thank you and my gratitude to you for um, not only connecting me with my grandfather, but also just for sharing your wisdom. And for anyone out there listening, I would love for them to connect with you. And we will link everything from your website and what you're gonna be doing. But um, is there anything that you want anyone else out there to know that you're going to be working on or do they just go to your website to find you? Um, they
0: can go to my website. Um, everyone will get frustrated right now because I'm not booking anybody. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need <laughs> soon, a little bit soon. of a break for the summer. <laughs> um, but to, you know, to check back after the summer, my hope uh, and goal is to try to start teaching again and to potentially do some retreats, which is why I'm going to slow my schedule down. I've been wanting to do it for years and people have been asking me, but I literally never have the time because my whole life is booked year in advance. And the only way I can get a grip on that is to not allow it anymore. So um, up some boundaries, but I'm not going anywhere. But, um, you know, just tell people to, to check back. And I, you know, I love to meet everyone.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'll link the website she's the real deal y'all. So until the next time, see you in the next episode of diary of an empath.